I'm Aria Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan and Ben Dahl, and welcome to the Windsiders show, where it's all about the W. Two games in for each team. We're a week into the WNBA season. What have we seen and who's balling out? show please consider joining our patreon community for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget see our amazing staff's writing content on winsider.com every team in the w has now played two games we're starting to get an understanding of what's going on this season who's going to be great who's going to be mediocre obviously it's still early but we're going to talk about what we've seen so far and kind of the winners of opening weekend uh, let's start it off by giving a warm welcome to my co-hosts today. That's plural. We got Rachel and Ben. Rachel, welcome back from the depths of the AAU tournaments. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Happy to be here. How you doing, man? How's uh, how's uh, one week under your belt in the 2020 season? I'm doing okay, Arya. We haven't we haven't talked in forever. It's been what a whole 12 hours. Oh God, yeah. Ben's gonna hate me by the end of this season, but uh, let, let's hop right into this. The winners of opening weekend. I'm just gonna say this: if you're talking about, you know, I, I view this in a sense of if I'm putting money on somebody to be a winner, who would I get the greatest return in? And just based off of what happened during this off season with Elena Deladon not being around, with Tina Charles, Natasha Cloud, and the often forgotten and underappreciated. Latoya Pringles Sanders uh this team has not missed a beat so you know they got the same swag the same scoring style they're playing with great pace I don't think it will last forever but for opening week the 2-0 Washington Mystics the defending champs are my number one winners of opening week what are your thoughts Ben uh yeah it's 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 fair to put them in there I think I would go with our next team that we're going to get to on our list but I think the thing with Washington is like even with this group they have now, like they know how they want to play. And that's a that's a pretty big advantage. You still have some players who are familiar with what they were doing last season. Even Leilani Mitchell, who's a new starter. She's played for Mike Tebow. Even Maisha Hines-Allen, who I'm sure we're going to get to plenty. You know, she's She's been in practices with all, the, with all these great players. And she's certainly familiar with what they want to do too. So just we talk about continuity a lot every year, but just really you know the mystics were probably able to hit the ground running just knowing how exactly how they want to play yeah not much changed rachel your thoughts no i mean just to kind of echo off what ben was saying i really i just i think it's a great testament to just the continuity of this this roster and as i had kind of mentioned a couple times just an opportunity you know maisha heinz allen and, and some other players um, being prepared mentally to to step up, and that's exactly what they've done. And and it's actually you know it's been fun to watch. It's been really impressive. Um, but this is a team that you know clearly has has um, gone to bat with each other. You know, a lot of that practice work and a lot of that what was learned last year by playing alongside you know Natasha Cloud, Elena Deladon, um, and and just what his been taught throughout this team is coming to light now and I think that's a just a really good um testament to kind of the the, the franchise in Washington and, and the job that 
Mike Tebow and his staff has done. But, you know, I think you, you really got to just, for me, I'm looking at the players as this opportunity that, that they're just kind of grabbing by the horns and um, as a chance to step up and, and uh, kind of be that, that go-to player. Yeah, I love it. Let's move on to the number two team that we're talking about, the Chicago Sky. They're 2-0 also. Uh, you'll, you'll catch the theme of the winners of opening weekend are the undefeated teams uh, to a degree. Getting, you know, getting their last second win over the Aces, you can say redemption. You can say, you know, kind of a jolt to the start of this season. To me, this looked like a real team that we already knew this was a close roster. The roster, they're good friends. I mean, we see it on social media. We, we've seen it during the offseason, how tight-knit this roster is. But for me, it showed more than that. It showed that not only is this roster tight, but they're also growing together. We're seeing standouts left and right on this roster. Someone goes down with a little bit of an injury, a little bit of a boo-boo, and someone else steps up. And it's, it's that next person up mentality and that total roster cohesion that for me has made the sky some winners. Rachel, what are your thoughts on the sky? Really excited. I mean, I think Chicago's doing what a lot of us anticipated or at least hoped would happen. Um, you know, this team's really projected upwards the last, you know, two seasons, season and a half, whatever it may be. I mean, you have a lot of consistency there and you've got a lot of young players that are now entering, you know, their third or fourth year and, and looking to take that next jump. Um, you know, in particular, you know, Diamond to Shields. Um, now, that's still kind of to be seen, um, but you have players like Clea Copper who've really stepped up. I mean, um, as, as we're kind of – I mean, this is an incomplete roster too. Um, there's still kind of a hole there as we wait for Colson to come back. Um, but I, I have to say how impressed I am with, with Stevens, um, Azra Stevens. I mean, I, yep. I, I know she is a dominant – basketball player and and her presence and her length and her versatility but I wasn't sure that she was going to come into Chicago and make the immediate impact she's making right now I mean I'll be the first one to admit I did not expect this Um, and I think you really have to tip your hat to her Uh, we all knew that she could play at this level that she's played at the least the last couple of games uh, but I didn't expect to see it this early on especially with a new team Um, and she's just been dominant I mean she's absolutely been dominant Ben talk to me yeah, with, with Chicago, I think on one hand, the familiarity is just so huge. In some ways, I think they're going to be, you can really draw some parallels to Connecticut last year, where you just see a group that had some time together. That's a good and point. Then they, and then they enter a season, and they're just ready to rock. And, and, and like just kind of looking at the makeup of their roster, you kind of have the ideal situation where you have your established star in Courtney Vandersloot, and Steph Dolson and Ali Quigley know who they are as players by now. And then you have a bunch of players on the upswing. Like that's, that's what you want uh, to be able to get to. And from the start, it's just been, we'll get to some of these players later, but Clea Copper, Gabby Williams, Azrae Stevens, who you mentioned, Cheyenne Parker, you know, the, the situation they've started the season and they've all had to play more minutes right away. and, And they've all looked fantastic. Yeah, and all those players were players that Coach Wade doubled down on. And I think that's a huge element of it that we got to give props to James Wade on that. You know, when you double down on a player and the returns come back early, you look real, real smart. What is he? The defending coach of the year uh, is earning his stripes yet again. So I'm excited about this team. Uh, I hope you're not in. And to break in there. Yeah. uh, 
general manager James Wade too. Like I wanted to make that yes. point too. Like like this was like a massive off season for him. And if you even go back to when he's hired and think about it, right? Like he gets the job. You have Courtney Vandersloot, Ali Quigley, Stephanie Dolson, Stu and Du, Clea Copper, all hit about to hit free agency. And you also have this natural pressure to make the playoffs. They did that part. They looked great on the court and then but to actually like you know, get the get put pen to paper to bring up to get to get everybody back to swing a trade to get somebody as impactful and with as much as much potential as Azrae Stevens to make the most of of some realities they had with the cap. Like like that was he like he really did an outstanding job with that. I, I don't think you could have really done that swung that any better given the circumstance. Good point. Yeah, and like let's be real, you don't win championships by completely overhauling a roster. Like when you see one to two offseason moves as far as bringing in new players, that at least in my mind, that keeps you within that continuity, within that championship reach, as opposed to if you're talking about a team that, you know, they would have brought in four new players uh, to that they would need to do an impact, or even two, three players. You know, when you're looking at Connecticut, a team that had a lot of turnover and brought in some new players, it's not going to be as easy as like, we were there before. We're going to come back. There's so many new things to it. Uh, but let's move on to the storm that's brewing, the tropical storm, as John W. Davis has coined them. The Seattle Storm, 2-0, and they started off right where they left off in 2018, possibly even better for something that's been well-documented with Mercedes Russell's growth, with Jordan Canada's growth, um, with bringing in Ezzy. I mean, Right now, Sammy Whitcomb is like the 11th best player on this roster and getting minutes around that. And considering her ability and what we've seen from her during this last little spurt of success from Seattle, it's really impressive. And we haven't even talked about Natasha Howard. Ben, talk to me about the Seattle Storm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same group that won a championship, right? They just, they had a chance to finally get back out there. Brianna Stewart has had some pretty good moments, you know, not just scoring, but, you know, seeing her really get up for some defensive rebounds or that, uh, the uncalled, uh, off the uncalled interference the other night that she had to, uh, you know, seeing Sue Bird just run around. That's probably another thing that was lost on that. Maybe doesn't get brought up explicitly talking about Sue too, but like, as Sue's gotten older, like she's not like creaky out there. Like Sue, like Sue's, like Sue's fast, like Sue's quick, like that, like both ends of the floor, you really see that see that play out and and I think they have they have a little bit of the young legs going for them too as they kind of just ease into the season with Russell Canada Ezzy Magagor and, and even Sammy Whitcomb I think you lump in there too even though she's older just because she she's proven she can contribute in a, in, a, in a big role she's ridiculous Rachel talk to me about the scary Seattle storm scary's right <laughs> um, as Ben said you know this is the team that won a championship two years ago, but, but in my opinion has the potential to, to be better. I mean, just depending on health, but you know, we keep talking about depth and this team is as deep, if not the deepest team in the WNBA because of the experience that we had um, gained from Jordan Canada, Mercedes Russell last season. And, and um, now you're throwing in two of the greatest players in the world. And, and Sue, Sue Bird is, is playing phenomenal. I mean, she's shooting the hell out of the ball right now. She looks great. Brenna Stewart looks great. Looks like she hasn't skipped a beat. So not only do you have the dominance on there, but you have just phenomenal players that have a lot of confidence in their own ability. There's really never a drop off or there should not be much of a drop off. You know, uh, when Canada comes in, she is completely 
qualified to run this team. You know, she has that confidence about her and swagger about her to, to be the facilitator and create for one another and her for herself. And so, you know, the storm they're they're just going to be so fun to watch, you know, and, and um, I, their depth is the scariest part. Um, and I mean, I don't think anyone is surprised that they're starting out this way. It's kind of what we hope for. And, and, and I just kind of keep to echo off what Ben said about Sue, like, just just embracing you know her out on the floor and really um appreciating every game we get a chance to watch from her because i mean she looks great what she's done in in 17 seasons is phenomenal i mean it's a she's a legend out there just doing her thing and looking as good as she's ever looked in my opinion so i'm just soaking in every moment of it she's a legend who's playing legendary but let's move on to a few other players who have stood out so far early on in this season maisha Hines Allen comes to mind. Yes, we're only two games in, so you know points per game and certain stats are going to be skewed. But we got to talk about the fact she's averaging 21 points a game. And not only is she scoring, but she's also averaging around nine rebounds a game. So she's basically averaging a double-double. This lady is a baller. She is a beast. She is strong. I remember watching her in her rookie season and thinking, man, give her some time, and this is going to be a crazy, scary person because, like, she just has that ability. We saw her. She put Natasha Howard on skates in that game. I mean, it was, sorry, it wasn't Natasha Howard. It was Alyssa Thomas. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself thinking forward to what's going to happen in this game tonight as we record. Um, but Maisha Hines-Allen has just really embraced the role and the opportunity, and that's what this season's going to be about for a lot of players. There's a lot of players sitting out, and a lot of players who are going to get opportunities and I don't think anybody has seized the role better than Maisha Hines-Allen. Rachel, your thoughts? Well said. I mean, she's coming out, she's shooting over 60%. I mean, shooting like 62%, you know, in those first couple games. One of the top scorers in the league, just under like 22 points a game. And I mean, like she's shooting a three, like 45%. I mean, she's just come out on fire. Um, and I've said it a couple times about the opportunity part, but again, this is a season where, yeah, we do have some names back that we have not seen in a year. You know, we missed a lot of players last year. We, we, we miss a lot of players this year, whether an opt-out or a medical opt-out. So this is an opportunity for us to really see the play um, and the depth of the league of, of, of certain players that maybe didn't get a chance to, you know, get as many minutes last year or in their first couple of years in the league are, are continuing to, you know, find their place. But Maisha Hans-Allen, I mean, my God, I don't think there is a better start. I don't think we've seen a better start out of such a young player. Um, I'd have to really go back and <laughs> dig in the archives to try to find something that's comparable. But, I mean, she's just seizing the opportunity. And she's playing extremely well, extremely fiery. I mean, there's nothing about her that looks like a rookie out there. You know, she's just – she's out there competing, and she's doing what she does. And I love that, you know, they've got her out running different positions. You know, they've got her initiating the offense – um, you know, which, which is really cool. Um, and it shows her, her versatility that maybe we didn't get to see a ton of maybe in college at times because it wasn't needed. Uh, but her game has continued to expand and even more so her confidence is at an all time high. Yeah. I mean, the one, the one thing with Hines Allen, especially just seeing her against Alyssa Thomas in Connecticut is like, she's a center block, right? <laughs> like she's just, she's six two, she's really strong and she has those ball skills, uh, and a couple of those plays, like seeing her go right at AT, like, like she's right, like she's right on par there in terms of her size, her strength. Like she can knock AT back. Uh, not a lot of people can really do that. And obviously, the shooting the three 
is the the big thing you want to see big picture to see that continue and it's you know remember that like this was a second round pick like and like rachel bringing up she didn't have to do that in college i think it's another thing to point to of when we when we talk draft time like thinking about how how vastly different the college and the pro game truly are like Mm -hmm. heinz allen can't play in a spread floor with a defensive three second rule like this in college it's just physically impossible you know and now she's even even with the you know the state of the roster as it is they're still able to create that environment for her and you and you can see those them really tapping into those ball skills and and, and the final point too like i think they've taken a lot of pride in their staff developing their players in recent years right natasha cloud working on her three tiana hawkins really coming into her own, like they, they clearly take a lot of pride in that. They get people in the facility and, and Heinz Allen has, has been working that it's, this is kind of two years in the making. Yeah. I mean, we, the mystics do not get enough props, attention or copycatting on the fact that they do so much effort, so much work uh, for player development. And I mean, also we'll get into this on in a different episode, but, but coach T and his drafting is just impeccable. I know he'll never give away any of the secret sauce ingredients, but one day, one day maybe we'll, we'll get him drunk and he'll leak, uh, leak a little bit on how he does what he does. Let's move on to a player that, unless you live under a rock, unless you don't know who Winsider is, unless you don't know who Aria Schwartz is, you don't know how hyped I am on Duana Bonner. I mean, a player who I think is one of the greatest players in this league currently, a MVP candidate, I think, this season. Duana Bonner's averaging 24 points a game. She's doing Duana Bonner things. I mean, the Slim Reaper is slaying out there. And the exciting thing for me is that this team is now built to showcase her. The Connecticut Sun are showcasing her as the star, which is something that I would have loved for the Mercury to do. And I think the Mercury would have had more success doing it, but that's not here nor there. Ben, talk to me about what you've seen from Duana Bonner and why she has made our players that stood out list. Well, because you made the list. <laughs> no, but I mean, but like Bonner's an established player. Like she knows who she is, even though it's a new team. Um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna build a lot of the offense around here, and they have to with what they're doing right now. The opener, you know, the jumper just wasn't falling. wasn't gonna read too much into that. Uh, you know, but overall, like you know, she's she's an established star. They know, like they knew what they were getting. It's a sw- it's a swing you take when you get the chance to get it in free agency. Like it, it's you know, now now the key for them is just to to uh, notch a couple wins here before before we get too deep into this short season. Yeah, Rachel. I mean, I love Duana Bonner. <laughs> I always have. Um, I think she's such a joy to watch, and and she you know defies physics sometimes with the things that she can do and. Um, there's no doubt that, you know, she was going to have a lot on her shoulders with this Sun roster, but given the way things have shaken out, um, it's like all the eggs are in her basket um, with kind of what, what went down in free agency with the loss to Courtney Williams. Obviously, you're playing without JJ. Um, that's a huge blow. This, this, this roster doesn't look exactly the way, you know, folks probably anticipated it to look, um, just given the circumstances. And so Dewana Bonner has the weight of the world on her shoulders right now, it seems. Um, and so she, and she, I think she's, she, she can handle it. You know, she can handle it. She, she wants the ball in her hands. You know, we've all seen her score at the volume in which she scored at the last couple games. Um, the question is going to be, you know, 
who, who can step up around her, who, who can make shots and try to take some of that, that strain off her and, and the Thomases, if you will, because that's, you know, that, that depth piece that, you know, it can't just rely on, on Bonner and, or, you know, AT to, to, to try to will this team. Um, other, other folks have to step up and, but, but Bonner's play, I mean, she's doing exactly what Bonner does. She, she's played phenomenal. I mean, she's as steady and as, or as consistent as any, any other player in this league. And she, she really forces us once again, um, to have her in, you know, that, that top discussion of MVP caliber players, at least early on in the season. And we kind of did it last year early on when she kind of came out like a gangbuster with Phoenix. Um, you know, the question would be, does she run out of gas at some point? Um, just because of, of the workload she has with this Sun roster right now, but yeah, she's, she's playing great. And it'll be interesting to see what Kurt Miller can do to kind of ease that load so she can have gas late in the season. Because you know this team wants to make the playoffs, wants to make a playoff push. Contender, I don't know if I'd put them there yet. I know Ben's got feelings on that. Ben, talk to me about Kelsey Mitchell. 21 points a game. She's entering her third year. I mean, this is kind of the when the make-or-break window, in my mind, uh, begins. Years three to five, you start to really show years if you're you know an amazing standout player you're going to show out in those first three years uh but kind of three to five is when we really get to see where your growth is and that has a lot to do with the shortness of the WNBA season and everything encompassing that but talk to me about Kelsey Mitchell yeah I mean I've I've been I've been unwavering in my uh in my belief in how special player Kelsey Mitchell is and the first two seasons, it was frustrating because at points I was just watching and like I'm saying to myself, this is one of the most overqualified two guards in the world. Like you got to get the ball in her hands. And there's a there was a mix of everything to, to be clear. It's, you know, she's got to make some better reads as a passer. I think we saw a couple, we saw a couple, these first couple games that really stood out. She's got to pick the right spots. She's got to be effective going to the rim to not just be a jump shooter. But it's so it's a, it's a combination of everything. But it's even in this shortened regular season, and even it'll only, it'll only be one year. Like the way they use Kelsey Mitchell is very much going to be a thing. Like you really should be able should be kind of judging Marianne Stanley on, on in this first season. Rachel, talking about Kelsey Mitchell because I know your feelings on her coming into this league were a little bit different than Ben's. Yeah, I mean, I I think Kelsey Mitchell is an extraordinary talent. She does some things that you just sit there and like make you jump out of your seat. There's no doubt about that. And and she can score in bunches and she can put a lot of points up on the board in, in a quick amount of time. My, my thing with Kelsey Mitchell watching her from high school to now is it's been a question of shot selection and decision-making. I mean, we've gone from having the complete green light to take any shot you possibly want to, to now, you know, you, you you're having this translate with a, a very young um, Indiana fever roster building around you. And I think what we've seen the first couple of games, at least what I've been able to see, is is you you have seen the growth in that, the decision making. You know, there there was some immaturity there, which there is going to be with any rookie. Um, but no doubt, Kelsey Mitchell, you know, has has studied the game. She spent a lot of time this off season just talking about this exact point: decision making, shot selection, when to deliver a pass, when not when when to go get yours. Um, th- those have been my, my biggest critiques the first couple of years as, as this fever team has tried to revamp. Um, but, but like, to your point, Aria, like 
yeah, this, this is a big breakout year for her. And there's no doubt that, you know, building this team around her, she's an important cog in that. But I've been really impressed with her these first couple of games. I mean, she's shooting the ball extremely well. She might be shooting the highest percentage from three, like 65% <laughs> these first couple games. I mean, uh, free throw. I mean, she, she has a miss from the free throw line. I mean, so she's, she's elevated her game to that next level, you know, as, as you would expect to see a player entering their third year. Um, and, and she's, she's a force, man. She's going to be a force to be reckoned with. It was just a matter of, of continuing to be a student of the game, um, be a student of playing Indiana fever style of basketball. And what does that look like? Um, and you know, she's such a, key role in building this team um, as she should be you know she's a dominant player and I think we're going to see just some crazy numbers from her this year Clea Copper KFC as they're calling her Clea freaking (laughs) Copper has stepped up when there's some nagging injuries hitting the sky and for me the biggest thing about this is we've during the offseason we heard I mean there was chatter about how she was a hot topic a hot, hot commodity excuse me a lot of people wanting to pick her up, wanting to steal her from the sky, and the sky made a commitment to her and said, "Look, we're bringing you back. We're giving you, we're giving you that fat paycheck in WNBA world, and we expect you to show out." And she has shown out. Ben, talk to me about Copper. Yeah, I mean, Copper. Copper has been really good from the jump. You know, it, as you know, starting right now with Diamond Shields off the bench, but looking at her place with the roster, you know, both now and long-term, she's one of those players that is on the upswing. She's still young and she's, you know, she's somebody they can have for a long time. And even right now they can put her in with so many different combinations. She can really defend. She's really quick. She really runs the floor. Well, to help them get out. And we're seeing right now is her, her confidence too, and her ability to just get to the basket, you know, quick, like, even when there isn't the advantage there to create it herself, just quickly break somebody down, get all the way to the rim. You know, that, that's, it's a precious commodity and, and Chicago has that and, and Copper's playing with a ton of confidence. Yeah. I mean, creating your own shot is it's so underrated. So many people only talk about, Oh, this person's a great shooter, great shooter, great shooter. But you gotta be also have that flip ability to say, all right, I'm on this. I got tight D on me, but I'm going to create my own Rachel. Talk to me what you've seen from your hometown Chicago skies, Clea Copper. Yeah, I mean, Copper's just been really fun to watch just in her career. Um, These last couple games in particular, I mean, just the numbers she's putting out, not not just the scoring. I mean, yeah, okay, she's averaging under 20 points a game the first two games. I don't know if it's realistic that that's going to continue the rest of the season with how this roster is made up. But the, the thing that makes Copper so valuable is she is so versatile. She's so versatile on both ends of the floor with her length and her athleticism. She can do a lot of different things. She can play with a lot of different combinations. And that's players like that are really hard to come by. Players like that who can accept whatever given role needs to be that that night, that day, is is even harder to find. And and that's where Copper is going to make her mark in this league. She she's a unique player to find just with her her athleticism and length and skill and IQ. Um, I mean. This is, this is, we need to talk about her more, you know, and she, she's going to make us talk about her more. There's no doubt about that. And, and she deserves any bit of recognition that she gets because she really has been for a few years now, um, kind of an uns, unsung hero with, with the sky. I think she, at times she gets a little bit overshadowed and, and that's all right. Um, she comes to work, she does her job and 
more so than anything, she just creates opportunities with the way she plays. You know, not only can she score it, but she's a tremendous rebounder, you know, from, from, from the guard position when she decides to go. Um, she just fills the stat sheet when given the green light to go do that um, across the board. And, and like we talked about, the, the versatility on the defensive end of the front uh, floor is going to be, you know, a huge part of this, the sky's success. Can they defend better than what they've been able to do in the past? And um, I think she has to be up in that, that top three discussion as to like one of the best starts of this 2020 season for sure. Ben, you added a few names uh, to the players that stood out list. So I'm going to let you take over uh, for these next uh, few bullet points. Yeah, just more on the sky. We kind of touched on touched on these players that have kind of had to play more with with Steph Dolson sitting out with the ankle and and Diamond Shields having them having a, keeping a close eye on her minutes. Gabby Williams has been really good, and really she's good. doing it. You know, doing it wearing all the different hats we've seen her wear throughout her first two years, initiating some offense, the grab and goes. You know, her passing her passing ability is outstanding. She's incredibly versatile defender she can really pressure people way way out you know even up up to half court which gives you a ton of options and she's shooting the ball with a ton of confidence right that was the thing people wanted to focus on but she also does all that other stuff really well and so she with playing with this level of confidence i think that stuff shines a little brighter and of course the shots going in helps too but cheyenne parker too i think she might be she's kind of become a, a pretty unsung player too I mean, she's she's an incredibly gifted offensive player. Like she, they really, you know, that's another thing for James Wade. Like they've really nailed her role. Like they give her chances to get into the post, and she makes the most of them. You know, she gets right in the restricted area with those catches, and she's a really good finisher with both hands. And, and Stevens, uh, Azra Stevens, just doing it all. She's shooting the ball really well right now. Ton of length to alter and block shots looks good running the floor and she can put it on the floor a little bit too, seeing her drive and get to the basket. So you know, Chicago is really tough to guard. They play so fast all the time. And even in the half court, they really spread you out and have a bunch of, bunch of options to score. I completely agree with you. It's going to be exciting to watch them in Seattle play. Uh, heck, even watching, it will be fun to watch them and a team that I know you're about to touch on their guard play, but Dallas is a fast paced team too this year. Talk to me about what you've seen so far from their four guards. Yeah, the top four guards for them have just all looked really good. You know, Rike Gumbuale is picking up right where she left off. You know, people just can't stay in front of her. And that's that's one of the hardest things to find at the highest level. The Wings have that in her. Mariah Jefferson, just seeing her out on the floor, seeing her starting, seeing her ability to pressure people, to get in the lane, that's huge for them. And those two players have been good. They're going to have big roles. But a big strength of their team this year is what they have right behind them with Ty Harris, Woo! the number seven pick, <laughs> quickly becoming an REA favorite, and Alicia Gray, big year for her contract year. You know, that's really the one big decision they have to make. They're gonna have to make free agent wise, but she looks really confident, just a really capable all around wing, and her shot especially, she it looks pretty good. The release is pretty quick, and and she's shooting that with a ton of confidence. Rachel, talk to me about Ty Harris real quick. I know you got that connection. I know you want to talk about her because if, if I like I, I keep telling Ben whenever we talk about the wings, if I talk about her, I'm gonna go 25 minutes on just her shot selection, the flow that she plays with the confidence. You can tell she like the storyline of her coming in to South Carolina as a freshman and playing with all these vets, as we'll call them upperclassmen. 
it shows so much in her game and her ability to not be overshadowed or, you know, taken away by the moment of the game. I mean, Ty Harris is a, just a, a true competitor. You know, she, she wanted, she, for her, her whole career, she wants to be pushed to understand the game better. She wants to be pushed to develop her game better. She truly has a, a hunger and a drive to become the best basketball mind, the best basketball player that she can be. And that's how she's been since she was young. And she wants to be surrounded by the best of the best. That's why she went to go play for arguably one of the greatest point guards of all time and Dawn Staley and to just soak that up and to learn from her and to be challenged from her. I mean, that's the thing, you know, Ty Harris is just, she, she's a baller. Uh, She gets it. She's a competitor. Um, She belongs out on a basketball court Um, that you can't, the things I'm saying sound very basic, you know, right? Like we think this way with every player. That's not the case. You know, it's just not the case. She has that inner drive and that inner hunger to just be great. And, and I think um, she has an opportunity in Dallas to come in and, and to continue to learn, to continue to learn under a great coach and Brian Agler to play along some great young players. And I mean, I'm obviously, I'm very biased because we, my, my, my history with Ty in Indiana watching her when she was in eighth grade. And it's, I mean, Rachel, I heard a story that you showed up to her house while she was still playing on a little tyke basketball hoop. Is that true? I don't know if that's true. That, that would be a little extreme, but you know, I did start watching her when she was like in seventh grade, you know, and you just, you just knew that there was something special about her. So yes, I'm very biased. I, I, I'm very excited and proud of Ty and what she's done, but I'm more so excited just to um, see the confidence that she continues to have in herself. Even, even when faced with adversity, she, she handles it with a ton of, a ton of grace. Um, and that's, that's hard to find in players. You know, she, she just keeps pushing to be the best version of herself that she can be. And, and I really respect that. Before we move on to a segment that we're calling what we learned, where each of us will get a quick, quick moment to say, one thing that we learned about each team in the league. I want to ask Rachel a question that wasn't in the show notes. As everyone knows who listens to the show, I love to put Rachel on the spot. I got a question for you, Rachel. There's been a lot of talk this season about the negative aspects of the mostly one day off. And rightfully so. I get it. But something that's been interesting to me, for a player like Maisha Hines-Allen, for a player who, you know, similar to her, has started off so hot this season, is there an element where it's a benefit that you don't have as long a break. I understand no matter what, you're not playing like four games in a row that day. So like you can't heat check yourself five minutes later in a different game. We're not playing like eight games of pickup, but is there a positive for people who had this great start to kind of keep that rolling throughout this short season? I mean, I can really only speak from my own um, experience as a player, you know, I think, I think every player is, 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 is different. So it's hard, you know, this is not a yes or no answer, but in my opinion, yeah, of course, you know, you're, you're hot, you've got that momentum. Um, you're kind of riding this wave. We see it happen with teams in postseason tournaments. We see it happens with individuals, you know, in, in postseason tournaments or even throughout, you know, in portions of the season. And so you do, you hit a stride, you hit a wave and you just kind of ride that wave as long as you can. And I think that's definitely what we're seeing out of some, some individuals right now that are, are starting out hot and, and playing really confidently and playing really well. Um, so I do think that, you know, you know, if, if you have a, a week off or, you know, extended amount of time or, you know, you could kind of cool off a little bit. 
Um, but I, I do think it's very dependent on the personnel and just kind of um, how each person's wired. I love it. All right, moving on to the segment we're calling What We Learned. We're going to go down every team in the league. Everyone gets a few seconds. I said one sentence, but if you want to go a little bit longer, I'll let you. And we're going to be switching off, so I'll be calling your name and you're going for it. I'll start off with the Atlanta Dream. For me, all I've learned is that this offseason plan to get scorers worked. Ben, off to you. Benajelani, not to extrapolate too much from her big first game, but really late in the game for Atlanta, you know, right before the season to to be able to add somebody like that. That's pretty huge, especially if you shift to the defense where Tiffany Hayes was going to probably need to be their stopper. And now they didn't have that. So to find somebody like that, that's so late in the game coming into the season. That's, that's, that's huge for them. Kennedy Carter is unconscious. <laughs> unconscious. She, uh, you know, that kind of that, that scoring mentality and, and that just, green light we saw from her in college is going to be carried over. Um, and rightfully so she just has that. She just has it. She just has it. And she's in the perfect, um, place for her style of play. Um, and we're going to be talking about her for a long time. The Chicago sky for me, this team's a scary one. My only fear is the possibility of defense, but I think they've kind of filled that hole, but peaking too early, honestly, is the, is the fear that I have for this team. Rachel, what do you think about your hometown team? I think um, I think they look really good. Um, I'm really excited about you know just how this team is projected. Um, I've, I've got them in the finals right now. In in my opinion, I think they um, they're 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 gonna be there. Um, they've learned a lot. They continue to grow. I, I'm I'm my question is gonna be you know, when Colson comes back and kind of some of these different pieces, um, Diamond to Shields playing at full strength, what does that look like? Um, does that does that kind of hinder any of this cohesion right now or does that just enhance it even more? They're really good. <laughs> That's it. They're they're a well-oiled machine right now. All right, moving on to the Connecticut Sun. Ben, go first. I think it's going to be a, I think you could have seen this coming to an extent. I think it's going to be a journey for them figuring out how to score. I think that's going to be what they're really going to wrestle with throughout the season uh, just who's going to step up um I and I know we're supposed to say you know kind of what we've learned but who is going to step up um you know things look different than what we had expected with this team but who's going to take that strain off of Bonner and AT um someone's got to come in and hit shots someone's got to seize this opportunity and step up off the bench uh all I'm going to say is it's going to take time to grow but Bonner is the star and it's effing amazing moving on to the wings Rachel, what have you learned? This is a really exciting team, extremely young. Um, I think this this arguably could be the most fun team to watch this year in terms of just um, the, 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 the personnel on it. Um, and watching this team grow through this condensed schedule is going to be a lot of fun. But, man, they're really talented. They're going to make a lot of mistakes. I don't know how many games they're going to win. But, man, they're they're really talented. And they're going to be a force in the coming years. Mariah Jefferson's, Jefferson's back. They, they're going to play – with, with more of a traditional point guard next to Enrique Agumboale. And I really like the choices they made. And Jefferson being healthy is, is really important for them. I, I'm just going to repeat what Rachel said. This might be the most fun team to watch in the league all season. Don't know how many they're going to win, but they're going to be fun as all hell to watch. <laughs> Moving on to the Indiana Fever. A lot of hate after the first game, but they kept the scoring up. It's going to be a growing pain. But I'm excited to see this team. And what I've learned is I wasn't wrong and people were not wrong to think that they could be making the playoffs this year. Rachel. 
still a ton of question marks with Indiana. Um, I, I, I'm going to personally just hold back a ton of opinions because I haven't watched them a ton the first couple of games, but um, no doubt that Kel- Kelsey Mitchell has taken the steps that she needs to take in, in this year. But, you know, just I think for me, Tierra McCowan and how she's utilized moving, moving forward is going to be um, a huge indicator as to what this team can do deep into the season. I want to point to, to Tiffany Mitchell with that one. She got, got the new contract, three-year deal, the offer sheet from Atlanta that Indiana matched. And I just I just like how decisive she's been. Uh, as a player, you kind of want to – it's time to see her make some progress with the jump shot because she can do a lot of other stuff well, You know, 28% from three or first four years. But she's been very decisive with the shot she's taking, and, that, and that's – it's an overlooked first step because, you know, if the player is reluctant to take those shots, if they're not aggressive, it gets a lot harder to actually gauge where they're actually at. Rachel, talk to me about the aces. Asia Wilson is really good at basketball. <laughs> Love it. Ben. <laughs> Lindsay Allen's running the show. Like, it, it looks pretty good. You know, it, you know, throughout the season, I think it's important to see that Jackie Young is still getting plenty of minutes. But there, there's no reason they can't have Allen in this role. And they, they've liked her for a long time, and now she's getting getting the chance to start. Uh, for me, it's back to the pre-Liz days. And the combo of Asia, McBuckets, and Angel is just dirty. It's just dirty. Let's talk about the L.A. Sparks. Ben, go for it. Going back to the some moments from that first game, Derek Fisher was willing to go small. I think it was interesting to see that with between Tierra Ruffin-Pratt, Brittany Sykes, even Sidney Weiss, Simone Augustus, you have some size with your guards there. So why not try it? Especially with Marie Gulich out. And I'm, I'm, in, I'm very interested uh, to see, to see how much we, we see of that throughout the season. You know, it's early. I think the sparks showed us what they can do when they're clicking on all cylinders. Uh, they also showed us what they can't do when they're not clicking on all cylinders. Um, you know, so it's, it's kind of early for me to really assess them. No doubt there's a ton of talent on this team. No doubt that this team has worked on some of their off court issues after last year. Um, I, you know, the consistency is going to be the key. Can they play consistent enough to give themselves a, a post run? I'll, I'll echo that. Very high, very low. It's a vet team that's had some injury issues, so that's got to be a bad sign. I want to see them string it together uh, for a few games. We saw it last year. What will we see this year? A lot of question marks for me. Moving on to the Minnesota Lynx. Uh, my takeaway is the offseason offensive overhaul just didn't do it. The season is going to ride on the shooters making shots, which sounds like the most simplistic answer to any basketball question, but that's just how I feel. I know they're going to have good defense. Rachel, talk to me about the links. I just feel like you got to get Sylvia Fowles and Fee involved more. They're ha- they have to be the, the, the go-tos. There has to be more touches, um, more action. No doubt that this team's going to win games because they're just so well coached and, and I think they compete at a really high level. Still excited to see, you know, what Dangerfield can bring as a rookie and, and what she can bring to this team. But you've got to find a way, or, you know, to get Nafisa Collier um, more involved. And she's got to she's got to produce more along with Sill in order for this team to be successful. It, it's you got to be patient with them. It's they're, they're so dependent on on Sylvie Fowles and Nafisa Collier getting deep touches. And they haven't been able to do that a ton in the first two games. So that that's the thing you want to see happen more, as Rachel said. But also, you know, with their so much has been said about their guards, they have plenty of chances to attack, turn the corner, whatever it is, and they just got to go. 
because because if they draw that help, Sill's going to clean it up. And especially in that first game, we saw we saw how how easy that can, that can look sometimes if they're just decisive. Ben, talk to me about the Liberty. I'm not sure they're really going to stop anybody this year. That's that's certainly something uh, plenty of people were saying coming coming into this. But I, I think Jocelyn Willoughby's a player. Just seeing her move around, seeing her athletic athletically, her size, her length, her strength, like she's really going to be a, a good cog for them for a long time. All I'm going to say about them is ugh. Rachel, talk to me. <laughs> it's just going to be a long season. You know, it is. It's a it's a complete overhaul. You can't expect them to come out and, you know, just it, it, it's it's the youngest team, the newest team, the all the newest faces. I mean, it's just we're going to have to be patient with them, but there's definitely talent. I agree. Willoughby's a player. Sabrina Inescu's coming out, dropping 30 already. I mean, she's doing the things we expected her to do. They're not going to guard anybody this year, <laughs> um, so it's just going to be it's just going to be one of those years where you 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 just you got to let them play the games. You got to have them gain that experience all together, and it's, sometimes it's going to be really cool, and a lot of times it's not going to look very good. Moving on to the Phoenix Mercury, all I got to say is we got some real growing pains here. Not too quick to panic, but the clock is ticking on a short season. Rachel, talk to me. I'm not panicking. I don't think it's fair um, with a with a team with you know a Diana Tarazi led team to, to be panicking after two games. It seems ridiculous. Um, in my opinion, um, you know, being two games in and, and you've got Skylar Diggins Smith, who I think she looks really good. A lot depends on Griner and, and kind of where she's at mentally and, and how she's playing. I mean, you know, if she's out there playing as the most dominant player in the league, then this team can, can have success. Um, but I do think it takes a little bit of time for, for, for teams to adjust and get used to playing together, um, working through maybe some, some of that chemistry stuff right now. But um, I would, I mean, I, I think I should speak for all of us that would any of us be surprised if we have them in the finals, you know, a few months from now, like, no. So um, just, just giving them a little more time to click and, and really see what we're working with here. With, with, with Phoenix, I think it, Yes, yes, it's early. I, I'm not going to say worried, but I think it's it's gonna it's it's time. It's already time now where they really got to ask like how how committed are we to getting the job done defensively? Like they have to be able to get some stops because offensively they can be really solid. They built themselves to run a little bit more, but they they have to fuel that with finishing more possessions. You know, with, with the three guard, they can put three guards out there now. They can get good shots there. A little bit of Alana Smith at the four. Now you have four, so they got to make takes makes some strides on defense and and really really look lock in on becoming one of the top offenses. Rachel, talk to me about the Storm. They're the best team in the league as long as they can stay healthy. Yeah, same. Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird are back, and like I touched on earlier, I I, I really like the the young legs they're going to have with Canada Russell, uh, kind of leading them off the bench. I'll flip it and just say they are who we thought they were. Moving on to the last team in the league of this segment, the Washington Mystics. Uh, each player has been taking an offense that we counted them out, and they are just balling out. Maisha Hines Allen is is really is really in a, in an excellent role here. She has a ton of space to operate, and Ariel Powers for the same reasons. She's going to have a chance to really explode, get to the basket, score for herself, and make plays for others, which we saw a little bit in that twenty-seven point game. For, for those same reasons. I, I like that. I think, I think you do see some players playing with a chip on their shoulder, um, a really experienced team just from last year and everything that they had kind of gone through a really well coached team. Um, 
yeah, they're 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 going to have to be in the discussion in the top four um, just because of, of of those things. Um, it's a really good basketball team, really well put together. Um, they're going to keep winning a ton of games. Let's move on to a fun segment that we've been doing recently, where we asked you, the fans, on Twitter to send us some questions. We got a few of them. We already touched on if it's too early or if it's the right time to panic for the Mercury, so we're not going to touch on that one. But here's a good question that came from Sky Show Shy. At what point in this 22-game season do you think we will have a clear understanding of who are contenders or pretenders in this league? Rachel, I know we've been speaking about this a lot, so I'm going to let you answer that for all three of us. Yeah, I feel like in, in my mind, giving it giving it the first couple of weeks is kind of the time frame I'm working on. Um, this first week of competition, like, all right, you know, you, you kind of get a basic idea. Next week, I think we're going to have an even better idea. Um, so at the end of two weeks, in my mind, is when I'm going to really start kind of formulating even more so in my mind. Who's real? Who's a pretender? Who's got the issues? When can I really start being critical? And that gets you about a fourth of the way through the season. And I think at that point, it's fair to really start um, asking those questions. Uh, this question I'm going to answer for all three of us because I think we're all in the same mindset with this. Not that Connecticut has too many options, but won't the heavy minutes and usage to their two stars come back to hurt them? Especially against a vet team that can expose, expose that like LA tonight. And yeah, it is a serious concern. We touched on that earlier. Like, How is, how is Bonner going to handle the world on her shoulders? How is Alyssa Thomas going to handle the world on her shoulders with those two injured shoulders. I mean, there's a lot of questions. This team, the rest of the team needs to step up around them if you want to see this team succeed. Now, this one's for Ben. How much longer until Sabrina's first triple-double? Probably not very. I think the biggest obstacle is just how many defensive rebounds are even going to be available if they're just pulling the ball out of the basket. No, I I don't think it'll be very long. All right, now for all three of us, yes or no? Do the Wings make the playoffs? I'm going yes. Rachel? Yes. Oh, I said so before the season, yeah. I'll I'll go, yeah, I had them as as number eight. The three undefeated teams are easily the best teams. Changed my mind. I'm not going to change your mind. I just don't think the Mystics long-term during this season are the best team or one of the three best teams. Uh, So, yeah, if we're going to talk about another team, I'd say LA's up there, so we got to talk about them. Talk defense. Who has the best defense in the league as of today? Honestly, I'm going to go with Seattle. The way that they can pressure you and play you in so many different ways is just mind-blowing. They had a great defense in the past. They're going to continue to have it. It might not statistically be the best defense as of now, but that's my opinion. Rachel? I mean, I'm not overly impressed with anyone's defensive output right now. We're seeing a ton of points put up on the board. Um, that that's across the, I think across the league, you know, something that like needs to probably get short up after these first couple of weeks. But I agree with you. I think I think Seattle just just with their length um, and their ability to rebound the basketball and um, what they've shown those first couple of games have probably been the best. I'm also going to be Seattle, go, go Seattle because they can dial up the pressure. I think that's, that's so important that they're going to be able to force turnovers. You know, if they get in a tough matchup, if someone's going off, whatever it is, we can say, Hey, let's try to get, get this, the ball out of this player's hand. Let's try to make somebody else beat us. And then they, this, this group is, has some experience doing that. Uh, another question we got is, is Bria Hartley the best player on the Mercury? I'm just going to flat out say no. If anybody disagrees, chime in now. Uh, forever hold your peace but shout out to Bria Hartley she played well yeah she played well last night shout out to her yeah like well I'm not taking away from her but I don't think she's the best player on this roster I don't think she's the third best player on this roster 
but that's for a different day. As we say, for less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we doing. We the hard work we do covering the W. It's been a long opening week. If you can't tell, I'm exhausted from all the work we've been doing, but I can't wait for the next six weeks of the regular season and hopefully getting into that playoffs. It's the Windsider Show. Thanks for joining us.